This episode of Spawned is brought to you by Amulet Books. Frank Einstein and the Brain Turbo is the third installment in the hilarious New York Times best-selling children's book series filled with inventions, science experiments, and baseball-playing robots by former National Ambassador for Young People's Literature John Sheska and mad scientist illustrator Brian Biggs. That's Frank Einstein and the Brain Turbo on sale now from Amulet Books. Hello and welcome to Spawned, a common sense and hopefully fun discussion on parenting and parenting culture. And apparently now we're the enemy of dog moms everywhere. Oh, we love you dog moms. <laughs> hey, I'm Kristen Chase. I'm Liz Gumbiner. We're the co-founders of CoolMomPics.com. And on today's episode of Spawned, we'll talk about Halloween costumes. It's that time. Yep. What can your kids be and what they should never be? <laughs> oh, that'll be fun. And next we're going to talk about kids and manners. What should kids know? And finally, we'll close out our show with each of our own cool picks of the week. Now, listen, you guys can always weigh in on any of the topics we discuss on the show. In fact, we love it when you do, mostly. <laughs> Agree or disagree, you can tweet us at CoolMomPicks with the hashtag SpawnShow. If you want to be a little more anonymous, feel free to email us at spawn.coolmompics.com or visit our Facebook page. All right, on to the topic of Halloween costumes. Yeah, so it's that time. I mean, I knew this because my Pinterest feed started showing Halloween costumes in like July. I was going to say, like <laughs> August, it was all Halloween costumes everywhere. They're which... like, okay, Easter's over. Let's just jump right into Halloween candy. Exactly. Season. You get one second for July 4th. No, and I'm convinced over. they're taking like the Easter peeps and just rewrapping them in like orange <laughs> packaging to resell them. I mean, my kids start planning for Halloween like on November 1st yes, of the fall. November 1st. And they're like, next year I'm going to be this. And now it's come down to like, what character are they into this year? They were like Renaissance princesses once because I wouldn't, I didn't want them to be like Disney princesses. So I was like, oh, look, we'll get like little wreaths. Can and I do Renaissance princesses? Like everyone needs to go to Liz's <laughs> Instagram feed. It's Mom 101 because her kids' Halloween costumes, it's like, you know, kids walking down as Batman and Superman and then you like last year weren't they like goddesses or something yeah they were Greek goddesses <laughs> Thalia well Thalia is named for the Greek muse of comedy so right. they have a thing for Greek goddesses so she wanted to be uh, Athena yeah and then Sage was Iris goddess of the rainbow oh which is cool and thank goodness for my crafty mom their grandma who helped them make their costumes because I'm like what can we buy at Ricky's <laughs> <laughs> come on you guys don't you want to be this Whatever thing that comes in a package with everything already in it. Meanwhile, my children, all they want to be are zombie somethings. Like, they just want blood makeup. That's Your all they care about. Your kids always look amazing, Well, though. that's because I watch YouTube for the tutorials. It, YouTube is a genius invention for parents with children who are obsessed with makeup <laughs> for Halloween. Because well, that's I, where I go. I always convinced my kids wanted to be Minecraft characters. And I was like, oh, good God, I'm going to have to, like, pixelate their face with eight colors of green face makeup. <laughs> but nope. Guess what they want to be? What? The characters from Five Nights at Freddy's. Of course they do. you know what this is? They call it FNAF. I guess you have to be cool and call it FNAF. (laughs) So Five Nights at Freddy's is like the world's most awful video game, according to parents, where it's like a Chuck E. Cheese-style animatronic world where at night they all come alive and like kill people. Which is kind of clever because Chuck E. Cheese does scare the crap out of me in general. Yeah. And animatronic animals are also really scary. Well, if you come visit us on Halloween, my kids will be dressed (laughs) as two of them, evidently. I have no idea how to 
to make a toy Bonnie outfit. And if any of you know what that means, feel free to please email me with suggestions because I don't know what we're going to do. But you know what? I have to say that I think that's pretty clever and, you know, very creative because, oh my God, have you seen some of the costumes for kids, Liz? Yes. I mean, it's it's Well, we joke about this every year. Like, we went into a costume shop this week. They have the pop-up shops all over New York City. And my kids get so excited. So they go in. Now, first of all, they have it divided into boys and girls. And my eight-year-old is, like, indignant about that. She's like, why can't I go on the boys' side? I said, well, you, okay, you Look, can. Mom, I'm in the boys' side. I'm in the boys' and side. Then, <laughs> she's trying to, it's like, it's like someone's going to protest like Target. And now all people are going to be mad. Like, how dare you take down our girls' costume signs? Now our girls won't know my if they s- can be ballerinas. Well, yeah, my son wants to be a sexy nurse, damn it. <laughs> you know what? It's kind of creepy. They actually have little girls' outfits that are a little, my girls use the word sassy. Oh. Sassy is the new a, sexy. Yeah. Yeah. So there's like, you know, toddlers in kind of slightly it's sexy model poses. It's Gross. creepy. Now, my eight-year-old pointed out, she goes, Mom, how come there's no girls' outfits in pants? <laughs> I was like, I don't know. And she goes, oh, wait, I found one. It was girl doctor uniform. Really? Pink. Pink scrubs. Oh, God. I was like, why can't kids just wear, like, scrubs? The boys' side had scrubs. Now, here was the other thing we noticed. Well, there were all kinds of things we noticed. Yes. <laughs> this being sure the list goes on. Right. Oh, God. So, first... My daughter noticed that none of the kids that are depicted on any of the costume boxes yes. are of color. Right, because they don't dress up for Halloween. They well, just go as themselves. Apparently, <laughs> African-American girls can be Doc McStuffins. That's kind of your only option, according to the costume shops. Jeez. I know. And then my daughter goes, oh, look at this cool outfit. And it was like a sumo wrestler outfit that blows up, that inflates. And she goes, but mom, there's a big problem with it. There's only one skin color. Oh, <laughs> And wow. I thought that was clever, except I was like, yes, but I think it's supposed to be Japanese. Generally speaking, <laughs> yeah, there aren't a lot of like Canadian But I think <laughs> it's cool wrestlers. that she's aware of that. It's not like a precocious thing. No. I think it's just because she grows up in a really diverse school system and is very aware of what her friends make or may not be wearing. Well, you know, as an Asian, I I get annoyed every single year with the whole geisha costume. Tell me, what's your point of view on that? Because I know there's a lot of discussion. Well, I feel like, A, like, you know, they were prostitutes, generally. <laughs> I, my, I mean, they did serve tea my in, memoir, in a very My memories come way. from memoirs of a geisha. Yes. And as they're called, they weren't really prostitutes. They were kind of like courtesans, right? Or I guess that's mm. a prostitute. <laughs> Okay, maybe they were prostitutes that served tea. But also, I feel like they are very stereotypical representations of a culture. Right. You know, like the Native American princess or whatever. Oh, wait. Oh, what? This is crazy. So, (laughs) outrage. There it is. So, we went into the costume shop. I'm not even kidding. I'm going to put this up on our Cool Mom Pick site on the podcast page. Oh, good. There is a photo I took of a costume called. Native American. That's it? Like, that's all? Native American. Like, like what Jewish American was taken? <laughs> no African American? Is that insane? That's ridiculous. And, I, and you know they think they're being politically correct because it doesn't say Indian, right? Oh, yes, yes. So, Thank and, goodness and so for that. And so I had to tell my kids why I thought that was wrong because there's been a lot of talk over the last couple of years about misappropriating cultures for 
Halloween costumes. And I said, you know, if you're playing a particular character, if you're Pocahontas or if you're like some character out of history, if you're sitting ball and you're not making fun of it, you're kind of paying homage to it. That's one thing. But to just dress up as a race. Yes. To me, that's like playing off of stereotypes and it makes me uncomfortable. And I know people even are talking about, you know, we can't do gypsies anymore. And some parents get really upset. Like, you're taking all the fun out of Halloween. Why can't I dress up as black person. Yes. <laughs> and I'm like, because oh, you're a horrible person if you do, but you know, feel free. I'm going to dress up as my horrible racist neighbor. <laughs> How's that? <laughs> Lord. The problem is they're among us, Kristen. You don't know. They could be just as anything. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. anyway, Native American, that is the name of the costume. And I thought, oh God, all our friends who are Native American, they're going to have a field day with that one. That is bad. Well, and you know what kills me? Why do you need to make everything sexy? Kid costumes. And not just sexy, really, but like, like feminine. Yeah. Like, like, like the pink why? doctor scrubs for girls. Right. Or like if there's a girl version of something that would normally be in pants, like a clown. Like why is it a clown wearing like a cheerleader miniskirt? Yeah, I don't. It's really weird. Yeah, I don't understand that. I did a post years ago. I called it the slutty Halloween costume test. (laughs) (laughs) That I've always had this test that you can tell basically like how together a group of kids in any one school is based on what they dress for Halloween. And there's like this one fancy artsy private school near us where the kids are all really creative. They're like, you know, I'm going as a Damien Hurst. <laughs> and there's no like sexy nurses or sexy Batman. And so I'm like, okay, those kids have good values. But here was the world's worst. I found Ricky's. I love Ricky's. It's like this awesome shop around New York that has all kinds of crazy yeah, it's hair my fav- supplies. One of my favorite places to visit Super when fun. I come up here. But Halloween... Holy cow. Oh, God. It's like if you're a drag queen, it's a great place to go. (laughs) If you're a 10-year-old girl, maybe not. They had slutty floppers, slutty cops, slutty fairies, right? But the worst, slutty Freddy Krueger. What? (laughs) I'm not kidding. Slutty Freddy. What is slutty Freddy Krueger? I don't know. She's wearing this like striped dress with slashes (laughs) through it and the fingernail knives and like looking all sexy because, you know, if anything says hot date. Swipe right on Tinder. It's a serial killer. <laughs> really awful. Oh my god. Well, listen, I, guys. I would. We would love to hear what your kids are dressing up as for this Halloween. You are they going to be like zombie somethings, like Kristen? What are your kids going to be? I don't know yet. I think they're they're not with me for Halloween this year. So oh, come I know. With us. I know. I think though, Quinlan is going to do a FNAF for sure. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll yeah. make sure that we get her and my kids together somehow and do the FNAF mass photo. Yeah. Well, and if you guys have creative ideas or if you just want to gawk at all the ridiculousness of kids' costumes, we would love to hear from you. You can tweet us at Cool Mom Picks, use the hashtag Spawn Show, catch us on Facebook, or drop us an email. We always reply. And we've been getting some really funny emails, and yeah. we love hearing from you guys. Yeah. So we're spawned at coolmompicks.com. We'll be back right after this message from our sponsor. This episode of Spawned is brought to you by Amulet Books. Book three in the hilarious science-themed children's book series from Amulet Books, Frank Einstein, get it? (laughs) Frank Einstein, (laughs) and the Brain Turbo is perfect for fans of books like Diary of a Wimpy Kid. And it's great for new chapter book readers like Kristen's son, who has been tearing through it because it's funny and it's smart. 
It's from the New York Times bestselling team of John Sheska and Brian Biggs, and they've created a unique world of fun. And this is really my favorite part of the whole thing, is that they integrate real science facts and combine them with adventure, humor, and, of course, everyone's favorite, robots. And you know what I like? My kids completely are sponges when it comes to trivia. And you learn all kinds of cool human body facts in this book, like... Kristen, do you know what the strongest human muscle is? No, but I think you're going to tell me. It is called the masseter, and it moves the jaw. Ugh, I had no idea. And tell this to your kids, because they're going to love knowing that. And now, one more. Do you know what the biggest human muscle is? My brain. If only. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, the gluteus maximus. Oh. Yes, and I think, you know kids will probably have a good time coming up with lots of euphemisms for that. Awesome. Well, you guys should pick up Frank Einstein and the Brain Turbo. It's the third book in the hilarious science-themed children's book series from Amulet Books. All right. So on to our next topic, which is a big one. Manners. (laughs) Manners show. (laughs) That's awful. People who need manners. (laughs) (laughs) If only I could sing. I want to match you so badly. But you know what? It's a big deal because I think it's one thing that most parents can agree on. We want our children children to to learn manners. And I think thank you and please is a given. But beyond that, like everybody kind of has different things that are important to them. Well, it's changed a lot since when we were kids to now. It's hard to know. Yeah, it's true. Well, okay. I want to tell you just a funny quick story. Based on Halloween. Oh. So a couple years ago, my kids were trick-or-treating in this area of our neighborhood in Brooklyn where, like, throngs of kids go. It's really cool. They, like, have police cars lock up either side of the block. So it's just, like, a big pedestrian mass of costumed craziness. (laughs) (laughs) And all these amazing human beings sit on the stoop for, like, four hours passing out literally pounds and pounds of candy. It's crazy. So my kids just walked up to, you know, one lady on the stoop with the 800 kids around them and said trick-or-treat. And they got a... Dolly Rancher or whatever. And they said, thank you. And the woman looked at them and she picked up her hands and what? she scooped up a giant scoop of like tons of candy and put Aww. it in each of their bags and said, you're the first kids who have said thank you all <gasps> night. Oh my gosh. I know. No, my kids do not always say thank you, but clearly that was a good time yeah. to have done it. That was, and a great reinforcer for them to say thank no you. No kidding. Can you believe like tons and tons of kids and they don't say thank you at Halloween? And so it made me think, even back then, like, what's going on in the world that, like, kids aren't even saying thank you? They just, like, expect that they get candy and move on. That's always just been a big thing for me, that, you know, you need to have certain standards about how you behave in the house and also in public. And sometimes they're actually different. I differentiate a little between the two. Okay, wait. I got to ask you. So let's say there's, like, I don't know. Burping. Yes. Is that different at home than in public? No, no, no. We say excuse me. Like, my kids will announce that they farted. (laughs) (laughs) Like, they're like, they'll just be like, I farted. And I'm like, are you saying excuse me? Because that would be, like, a better thing to say. You know what's terrible? Once my father burped in front of my kids and said, my, my, my. (laughs) I know. And my kids burp. I go, what do you say? They go, my, my, my. (laughs) That's awesome. dad. So, you know, like, excuse me. That's a big thing. Like, inside or outside the house. Please and thank you inside and outside of the house. I just feel like whatever makes them a courteous individual, I'm all for. Oh, and you know what I learned this summer? Like, we talked to my kids about not just saying thank you, but when you say thank you, look someone in the eye and smile and say thank you. Oh. You can't believe the difference between kids that, like, mumble thank you at their feet like they were forced to say it. And if you look the adult in the eye, 
adults are like, no, they just like swoon. They just want to pick up that kid and hug them and shower them with free things. Yeah, so that's kind of like extra step yeah. beyond like yeah. just saying please Well, it's and not just you. saying it, it's meaning it, right? Yeah. It's showing gratitude is different than saying the words thank you. Well, it's also respectful too. Yes. Now, what about table manners? Because I think that's one of the big things. Is it because families just aren't eating together as often? I wonder because uh, table manners. Yeah, and you know, I think there's also more eating in front of the TV, and you know, I don't know. Things have just changed. You know, we like. Do you set a table with 14 different forks? <laughs> uh, yes, I do. Oh, I'm coming over <laughs> then this week because it sounds like it'll be a fabulous prefix. That's because I have 14 children. <laughs> That's why there's so many forks on my table. But you know, I feel like when we go out to a restaurant and like you're passing food. Right. You know, like people don't understand that or they just grab for the salt or whatever. Just because I feel like we had more family dinners. Maybe that I, was just look, me. Though. I'm guilty because I remember, you know, a few years back when my kids were a little younger, seeing my daughter pick up a bowl of ice cream and she's about to like put it in her mouth, the bowl, and drink it like a cup of tea. And I was like, whoa, no, 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 no. And I realized <laughs> she's probably done that at home and I never called her on it. Right. So right. I think you make a really good point. Like the stuff that you do at home will reinforce what happens in the real world. And a lot of us are kind of lax at home. Yeah. I mean, especially when it comes to meals. I mean, I'm pretty heavy duty when it comes to please, thank you. Do your kids have to say excuse me before they can leave the table? Yes, they do need to ask to be excused. I think that's reasonable. Is that an old? Am I old school with that? No, 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 no. We we do that too. Although it's pretty new, I admit. Like, I think there's some stuff you let your kids get away with when they're young, and all of a sudden you realize, wait a minute. Like, you're six. You should be able to say, you know, may I be excused before leaving the table? Well, you know there's one that really makes the news. It seems to go around, I don't know, like everything else, like the news cycle. It's the one yeah. about how do you address adults, oh, which I think is a huge I know. etiquette I, thing. I agree. Actually, in the Washington Post, there was just an editorial that I sent you from Danielle Larkins. By the way, this poor woman got, like, ripped to shreds <laughs> over this thing. But her whole point was that... She thinks it's disrespectful not to call adults Ms. Chase or Ms. Gumbiner or Mrs. Levin or whatever. And she also doesn't like the idea of Miss Kristen or Miss Liz. She thinks it's just like a way of showing respect to your adults and your elders and that we should bring that back and, and that first names are too casual and informal for kids. You were smiling like you were like, I am I have lots to say about this. <laughs> How does that stick feel up in her butt? I'm wondering. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> but I mean, come well, on. Wait, she even said like, okay, I'm not a conservative type. That's all fuddy-duddy. And I don't want to judge. But. <laughs> well, I mean, look, on, we all know. have that. I mean, I do that, yep, too. Our five judgy things. So or that's have... obviously one of hers. Right. Well, that's one of hers. But, I mean, here's the thing. When we lived in the South for a very long time, no one called anyone by their last name. They in, never, ever did. In the it. South. In the so, South. It was so always it was Miss, Miss Angie, name. whatever. Yeah. And I don't have my doctorate, so when I taught college... I told them to call me Kristen. I will say they were all very taken aback by that. Like, it was very surprising that's that so I said that. That's so funny you say that because I was raised, probably because I had, like, a hippie 70s mom <laughs> who she taught school and she had kids call her Nancy. And when she switched to a different school district that was, like, a wee bit more conservative, she was already divorced at that point and she told her kids call her Nancy. Like, I think sixth graders. 
the second day of school, the principal called her into the office what? and said, oh, no, you have to be Mrs. Gumbiner. And she was like, well, that's my ex-mother-in-law's name. Yeah. <laughs> I feel the same way. And and she said, I want to be called Nancy. And they said, no, that's not allowed in the school. And I thought, wow, wow. Yeah. And she was really bummed by it. Do you see people out, like friends uh-huh. or, you know, maybe kids' parents that are sticklers about it? Because I feel like in my circle, uh-huh. there are still people that are kind of sticklers about it. My rule is it's like Ms. Something or other. So like Mr. Chris or right. Ms. Jackie or whatever Well, it is. you know, my rule has always been showing respect is about calling people what they want to be called. Oh, so And I, I think like that's that. not just names. That's right. like if you want to be called gay, if you want to be called queer, whatever you want to be called, yeah. I think it's respectful to call the person that thing. Well, the next time I see your children, they're going to need to call me Queen Kristen. <laughs> They would love that, actually. Yeah, Queen Kristen. I think they already call you Aunt Kristen. No, but I really like that rule. I think that's fabulous. Because you know what? I don't want to be called Ms. Like, I didn't change my last name when I got married, so it's the same. And now my kids have a different last name. And it's just, it's complicated for kids. That is actually a really good point. And it's interesting because the writer of this piece said, we believe the act of addressing an adult by his or her last name is a necessary tradition with no expiration date. And I would like to say, gently, kindly... I respectfully disagree <laughs> that it's not like it was in the 50s where everybody's like married and, you know, my grandmother went by Mrs. Joseph Levin. Right. Oh, right. So right, women right. even took their husband's first names, which is so out of reach of what we do now. Right. Yeah. And then as times have changed, women don't necessarily take their husband's last names. You didn't. I was never actually married to the father of my kids. We were together in a committed relationship, but I didn't take his name. My kids did. So I have a different name than them. And the school sometimes calls me by his last name, which never even was my last name. So I think it's hard. And oh, my gosh, I still don't know even what to call my friend's parents from high school. Like, it's hard to keep <laughs> I still up. call them by, like, Mrs. Last Name. That's oh, what that's I do. It's just really weird for me to call them by their first name. Well, you know, I think what's tough is a lot of parents don't introduce themselves. And so... I get, hey, Thalia's mom. Hey, hi, Thalia's mom. (laughs) And I'm like, I always introduce myself as Liz to the kids because I want them to know what to call me because I think it's even harder when they don't know. And they don't know my last name because it's different than my kids' last names. So it's all just a big ball of confusion is what I'm saying. (laughs) You know, my bottom line when it comes to deciding what manners I feel like are important, Mm -hmm. you know, knowing which fork is what and saying, excuse me after you burp, is really (laughs) about, (laughs) you know, it's about how they're going to be perceived not just as kids, but then when they get to be adults. And I think there is definitely an understanding that when you see a person who has good basic manners, they're just treated in a better way. And they can be even afforded more opportunities and they get respect. It's like you get respect, you get respect. And I want that for them, not just as kids, but as adults. I agree. And look, this is not to say that my kids are good 100% of the time. In fact, not even close. Right, right. (laughs) But, you know, I think what's hard for us as parents is to remember to continue continually correct them and be consistent about it. You know, it kind of helps remind me, too. Like, sometimes I do things terribly or I forget. And and sometimes you get a chance to be a better human just by parenting and seeing what your kids are doing wrong and figuring out how to apply it to yourself, right? No, it's very true. All right, well, we actually have a lot of links on this topic that we will put on our podcast page on coolmompicks.com. But we'd love to hear from you guys. You know, what do you think is important? What do you think kids should know? I think everybody has really different points of views about what to call adults, what manners are most important, how to behave at birthday parties. 
there's a whole lot of situations that kids get in that we could use some help with, too. So if you have some ideas, we'd love to hear them. Yeah. Drop us an email, spawned at coolmompicks.com. You can tweet us at coolmompicks with a hashtag spawn show or hop over to our Facebook page. And if you use hashtag my, 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 we'll know totally what you're talking about. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Well, now it's time for Cool Picks of the Week. Cool Picks of the Week. Yay! Can I go first? Yes, yes, please okay. do. Okay, so this is a little bit of an oldie, but I think it's a okay. goodie. I have a newfound love uh-huh. for Trivia Crack. The app? The app. Oh. Do you play Trivia Crack? I did for a little, and I kind of let it go. <sighs> See, that's how I was with it, too. And you know why I love it so much? Why? My son, actually, all my kids love to play it, too. Is this the one where you play against real people in yeah, the Yeah, you can play against real people. Yeah, they people. did Harry Potter, like, over and over and over <laughs> until they could, like, get 100 points every time or whatever. <laughs> I know, I remember right now. I don't know. It makes me feel a little smarter. I like interacting with people that I don't see every day in a wow. fun way. And you know what? My kids are actually learning so many cool little facts. That's great. And you can pick all different topics, right? Yeah. It's everything from science to sports to entertainment. And honestly, if you guys have older kids, most of the questions aren't really that hard. So like my (laughs) eight-year-old can actually be successful at it, which I think is kind of fun. Like it's not like there are these weird, obscure questions. That's a good pick. I'm going to have to go back and check it out. Yeah. And hey, if you guys want to play me, I'm Kristen Chase. So find me on Trivia That's Crack. That's very creative, Kristen. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm tricky with my uh, with, with my your names. names. <laughs> okay, so I'm also going in iPhone territory, Ooh. but this is an accessory. Ooh. So a couple years back, I discovered the world's most awesome thing. It's called a bandolier okay. case. Oh, you're going to pick the bandolier? Yes. Are you going to tell the story about how we all thought it was dumb? Yes. <laughs> okay, I go. am. All right, tell So it. we got pitched this thing a couple years ago called the bandolier case. It looks like a really cute little kind of crossbody clutch. It's just a chain or some kind of leather strap that you can put over your shoulder with like a kind of little holster that's leather. They're very pretty and they're very well designed and you slide your phone into it and that's it. And everyone's like, that's stupid. That's terrible. I'm like, no, I like it. I'm going to try it out. And I did and it's the best thing ever. I and love it. I think it's the best thing ever, too. I was a changed person it's after really? seeing it on you. Yeah, wait, you, wait. You, an accessory changed you as a person. No, <laughs> I, I changed my mind about the accessory. Oh, okay. That makes I'm more sense. I'm still an awful person, Liz. That's the thing people... <laughs> That's the thing people don't know. They always say, like, how do you pick your picks? And generally, we just see, like, if we agree that something is cool. But sometimes one of us likes something more than the other. And this is one where I was like, I don't know. I think it might be cool. So it's really awesome, not just, like, if you're at a fancy event and don't want to carry your phone in, like, a little clutch. But it's really great even if you're, like, at your kid's curriculum night or your kid's, you know, and they have, like, art fairs and stuff. And you don't want to carry your phone in your hand, but you know you're going to be taking pictures all night. It just lets you sling it around your shoulder. And one of the reasons I like it, here's a scoop. Uh-oh. coming out very soon. What? I think it's the beginning of October. They've got something new called the bandolette. Ooh. So basically, if you don't want to wear it like a bag over your shoulder, it's really just a smaller clip-on chain. So you can clip it to the outside of your bag. You can wear it like over your wrist, almost like a wristlet. You can clip it to your jeans, whatever. Don't, don't clip it to your jeans, people. <laughs> Well, some of these actually look kind of hip. All right. Maybe I'll be changed yet again. Oh, no. Forget it. They're not clipping them to their jeans. She's just wearing them near her jeans. All right. Okay. See? That's where Kristen's right. So anyway, bandolier case with the bandolette coming out. Super cool. It's a great accessory. They have tons of them. And they're actually a hand saver. I love them. 
So basically, we can put both of our cool picks of the week together, right? You can load up Trivia Crack on your iPhone and then stick it in your bandolier case. And play it when you're bored at curriculum night. <laughs> <laughs> so do you guys have amazing, awesome things that are life-changing or, hey, you know, maybe they just make your day a little better? We're, we're all for that, too. We want to know. So tweet us at Cool Mom Picks with a hashtag Spawn Show. Visit our Facebook page or email us, spawned at coolmompicks.com. We would love to hear from you. And that's it for this week's episode of Spawn with Kristen and Liz. We had fun. Are you guys having fun? We hope you're having fun. So many, many thanks to our producer, Sarah Abdurrahman. And also a big thanks to our engineer, Zach Dinerstein. And also to Laura Mayer and Annie Bowers at Panoply, who, by the way, have launched some new cool podcast so check them out under the panoply tab on itunes and if you want to track us down and give us some love or yell at us all right we hope not (laughs) don't yell at us we get yelled at by our kids enough (laughs) we're on twitter cool mom picks with a hashtag spawn show facebook and of course our email spawned at coolmompicks.com and be sure to subscribe to spawned on itunes or stitcher so you never miss an episode because that would be horrible and then we'll have to send our kids in their five nights at freddy's outfits after you (laughs) thanks for listening to spawned this is Kristen. and this is liz have a great day bye